Welcome to Mentorship Monday with Michelle and Marin. Welcome to the show where we talk about things that are spiritual, metaphysical, transformational, and all things good. Marin, hi, how are you? I'm so happy to be here with you. <laughs> it's like I'm saving up. I'm, I'm like on a roll. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, man, she's talking fast. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I am great. How are you? I'm good. I'm really good. I've had lots of good sleep. I'm feeling like I'm very grounded. The celery juice is going well. Everything, I'm feeling better. Um, I, but I've really, I, I have to tell you, I've really cut back on the amount that I've been doing. So I've been spacing things out more, like allowing myself. I, I was putting in sessions where I had time booked off, you know, to do things that I need to do for myself, for my home, for my family. And I put that aside. So I've really gotten back to giving myself that time again. And it's, you know, it's, it's not easy because I've had to do some juggling with my schedule, but it's made such a difference because I'm able to show up and I feel so much better. Like I'm feeling better inside and out. So yeah, so it's I good. I love that. And I have to say, I used your um, celery juice, not having all the things analogy with my husband. He, um, he is known for his pizzas. He makes the best pizzas in the world. We mm. always tell him you should open up a pizza restaurant. Yeah. And, um, he wanted to try like grinded pepperoni. And so cool. he wanted a food processor and he wanted me to pick a food processor up at the store. And I was like, you don't need a food processor. He's like, yes, I do. That's how you make like perfect grinded pepperoni. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, <laughs> and I was like, no, no, let me tell you, Michelle does her celery juice and she doesn't have a food processor. She just takes it in the blender and she just squeezes out the, the well, I don't know what it is, the yep. rinds or whatever you would yep. call it. And it's fine. So we're going to try it in the blender. And he was like, yep. so upset with me. Just let me buy the food processor lady, you know? And I was like, no, we're going to do this first and see how it goes. Yeah. And then we will buy a food processor. So we did it yeah. in the blender. It was amazing. I was like, see, yeah, good. listen yeah. to your wife. We don't need yeah. all the gadgets. So thank yeah. you. You were very um, good. instrumental in my um, argument with my husband good. about a food processor. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> that's good I'm glad I'm glad that that could be of service it is it is going very well I have to tell you though the amount of celery juice that comes out is not very much compared to the amount of celery that's going in so I will say that I do wish I could get a little bit more out but that's okay it's still working it's still working that's good. so that's good yeah that's good so what what's going on what's new okay how have well, things been I've got some more updates for you. Um, good. All good news here. So yesterday, this is an update to um, my cousin's job situation where I'm still baffled by that, what, what happened there. But um, oh anyways, yeah, yeah, yes, he was looking for a job. I predicted it to come in August. I got all these signs, all the signs right. came, mm -hmm. no job. Yeah. And, um, so of course he's 
upset with me and I'm like, what happened? I don't know. Anyways, I was listening to this podcast and they said that um, some, oh, also remember I said, you know, if this was a mistake, please tell me that the job will boomerang back to him. And if it's not a mistake and he needs to go move on to show me a kangaroo, and I yeah. gave my spirit guides 24 hours and they set me up and I said kangaroo yes. myself to a neighbor yeah. and I couldn't believe it. So the job's gone. <laughs> um, I can't, I can still can't believe that. So anyways, I'm listening to this podcast and, um, they said sometimes, I don't even know if they said sometimes, I feel like they said always, but that the, our greatest achievements happen after our hardest adversities. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, and I immediately thought of my cousin, like, I was like, yeah, I was like, I feel like it's coming like this. That was a really Mm -hmm. hard loss. And I Mm -hmm. think that this thing's coming and it's going to be really big. And the second they said that they go, isn't it funny how things just boomerang in our life. And I was like, it was a message for me. They used boomerang. Yeah. So isn't that interesting? Isn't that amazing how signs work? And then it made me think like, what even made me use those two signs in the first place? Like when I was like, okay, I mean, how random is that boomerang and a kangaroo? Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, it was able to be validated a few at 20 within 24 hours later and then i'm thinking about the same situation and the same word comes up like that's, that's crazy. unbelievable it's yeah. almost like it's like how far ahead did they know like it just kind of blows my mind about well it's and you know it's a, it's a combination of our spirit guides and then the the energy of our law of attraction you know the yeah. universal law when we put something out so it's a combination of those energies but that's pretty awesome. And, you know, I wonder if it'll be the same, it'll be the same job or if it's another, it's hard, really hard to say, but something's definitely coming. Something's Something coming. Something is definitely that's coming. Sure. Yeah. Something's definitely coming. Oh, that's interesting. That's pretty cool. I yeah. have a story to share with you. Okay. I have a story to share with you, with everybody. Um, Okay. So this is a, uh, this is really interesting. This actually just happened yesterday. So okay. my brother has been staying um, at my parents. He's had his RV here. He's been helping with my mom and dad. And um, so he's been staying for a couple of days and he had to go to, we live about two hours away from Toronto and there's a lot of specialists and he has a doctor that he sees for his back in Toronto. So when he goes he goes to a hotel and spends the night because his appointment's early in the morning and then he drives back. So he took his vehicle, left the RV here, took his, this is important why I'm saying this. So he took the, left the RV and he took his vehicle and stayed in the hotel. And that night he was woken by a spirit that was actually poking him, like pushing down on his arms. And he's got a, he just had a knee replacement. So they were like pushing on the knee and he actually felt more than one that was there. Now, just to, to preface, my brother is, uh, is so weird because when we were in high school, everybody always used to say that I was the female version of him, like people oh that knew God. him and vice versa, right? Because we are uh-huh. a lot alike and he has always been 
very intuitive and he's been on his own journey and we've had a lot of synchronistic experiences together but he hears spirit and he could totally do this work if he wanted to but he just kind of you know plays with it within his own life and and communicates himself anyway so he's having this experience and he said that it was getting really annoying because i wasn't really scared but he says i've never had it so physical before and he goes to the point where he could actually he was having trouble pulling his arm up because he could feel the pressure being pushed down and he kept getting this sense of i'm trying to wake you up and get your attention so it wasn't something malevolent it wasn't like that kind of energy he says it was a bit more a bit more playful was it but, a ghost? well this is what he was he was getting because he was asking like who are you and he was getting that somebody was like wanting wanting help and so he told them to go away he says, i'm trying to sleep stop touching me stop doing that go away and it stopped it was done went away so he checks out goes to his appointment and that night um he, he came back here to the rv and he went to bed it was so weird because that same night i kept getting that i need to go talk to him in the morning go talk to him go talk to him go talk to him and i kept like i said to rob early in the morning is mike back is he back do you see his vehicle out there and he says, oh, I think he's back. Like, I was just, didn't even know what exactly I'm about to talk to him about, but I knew I need to go talk to him. So I did my sessions in that yesterday morning, and I didn't even see that he had texted me. Because he texted me while I was in my sessions. And he texted me, I have a question, Michelle. Can you come talk to me? Right? So I didn't even see that. I just was like, so he thought I was coming to, to answer him and I'm really coming to see like what the heck is going on why am I being pulled over to you because I didn't even look at my text messages so anyway we were sitting in his RV and he proceeds to tell me that this happened and I'm looking behind him and I can see a spirit standing behind him like I'm physically seeing the outline of a spirit and I'm like there's someone standing right behind you he goes I know I know and he says that the night he got home, he woke up about one thirty, two o'clock in the morning, and he could hear his windows rattling on the inside, his blinds rattling, and then the door, and the door was locked to the RV, but the handle was rattling. And so he gets up oh and God. he looks, and like, as soon as he gets up, it stops. And then he steps back and he sees it rattling from the inside. So there's nobody he's like looking around looking out there's nobody oh. there so he's like okay what's going on here because it's now the next night you know two nights in a row so he goes back to the bedrooms at the back so he goes back to his bed lays down lays back down looks at the end of his bed and sees a man leaning over the bed and looking directly at him like saw him clear as day just like you and i <laughs> my brother threw a pillow at him Oh, <laughs> it freaked him out. He's like, he didn't know what to do. He's just like, and he just whipped a pillow out of him, went right through him, and he was gone, right? And he was a little freaked out, but then he he was like, it was weird because I didn't feel like heaviness as far as like um like it, it wasn't there to scare him 
or anything. And right away, uh, the energy comes right in and I started communicating with it. So we put on the radar, right? Because so that Mike could see what was happening. That spirit spoke directly to us with the, <laughs> with the radar, right? Oh, like, so we're speaking so i'm speaking out loud and communicating and then translating what he's saying back and then the radar is repeating the words which often happens when helene and i do our healing we do our tandem healing we'll put the radar on because we cross a lot of spirits and that sort of thing and they'll speak directly back through it so this was the northbound spirit i gotta get the radar out more often yes yes if you guys haven't listened to the ghost radar app episode you should and it's the ghost radar app that's a free app or a dollar or something yes on um on the app and and it's and just in case you guys haven't seen it just to preface it is a tool it it, we are energy spirit manipulates energy can manipulate energy and so it's another way so just like anything else if you if you don't believe in it and it's probably going to make a lot no sense be nonsensical to you you know but if you use it for like with intention and you use it just like you would your cards, your pendulum, anything else, it will absolutely uh, be used for a purpose of communication. And so that was a great moment for my brother and I to have because it was validating everything and a lot of really deep information validating uh, where he was, where the location of where the hotel was, the town it was in. It was like validating. Um, we were talking about it being, um, we were saying he, he was earthbound. So I was telling my brother, yes, he is earthbound. He's looking to be cross. He was very confused. Um, he let us know that he had an opportunity to cross and he had turned it down. And so Mike's light was help. He was looking for help. And what he said, so we had Eric present. Um, we had a couple other um Oh, I'll say helpers present to have him cross. And um, the last thing he said before he went was, I'm sorry about my friends. And we're like, is there going to be more, you know? And that's all he yeah. said. And then the ghost writer oh, just said, oh, it said, bye. <laughs> bye. That's <laughs> like, unbelievable. Yeah. Maybe his friends were in the hotel room with him or something. Yes, and that's what my that. brother said. My brother goes, yeah. oh, I know what that means. He goes, because I, and this is when he said, I could tell there was more than one. There was more than one that was there. But this was simply, um, and we really don't know how long he was around or anything, but he was drawn to the light. Now, what's really interesting is Mike has done a lot of inner work on himself, especially as of lately. And there's been a vibrational shift in him. And it's very, you can see it, you can feel it. So his light be really burning bright. And there's so many reasons, like Eric was telling me, all these different reasons why this would be happening. But that moment, like how validating and, and really how special that was to have that moment with my brother you know, to experience yeah. that with him yeah. and for him to have an opportunity to, like, I, I do share a lot of information with him about my work and what we do in that, but, um, he has a, an immense amount of spiritual empowerment. Like there's just so much that he's able to do. And I think that really helps show him, you know, that, that his light is very important. 
not only to all of us in the physical, but how he is because he's a healer and he's mm-hmm. a social worker and a mechanic. So <laughs> he's got like a little bit of everything, but you know, he is one that people have always come to for help and that. So um, I just feel there's something special happening with him right now, but I just, that was wow. just the craziest Little okay, yeah. this is gonna take us off topic, but <laughs> I really feel <laughs> I really feel like I could go down a rabbit hole with this whole yeah. story, but um why are they always in hotels? Like they're always in hotels. When yes. I I stayed in this town um that was kinda like um it had like a few haunted places in the in yeah. the town, but I was at a Hampton Inn, like it was yeah. not haunted. Yeah. And I woke up and, and this was before my awakening. Um, I woke up in the middle of the night and there was like a ghost standing over me and I was like, Oh, I don't know what to do. And I just like rolled over and went back to sleep. And then um after my awakening I went to a hotel and there was a ghost there. And like, why are they always at hotels? Well, there's a lot of, um, from my experience, there's a lot of passing that happens in hotels. Oh. So, and there's a lot of energy present. So you think about all the different people that pass through there. There's a lot of emotional energy. Have you ever walked into a hotel room and you can feel like almost like a a dull hum? Like even though the room could be beautiful, it could be, and it just has this weird vibe to it. That could be from, you know, somebody having an argument, somebody being extremely upset. Uh, because think of all the different reasons why you'd be in a hotel. It's not always for leisure. You know, sometimes people are in hotels because they're going through some kind of separation or people that have taken their own lives in hotels, which happens a lot. And hotels don't tell you, you know, they're not going to tell you unless there's some reason the police were involved. And it was like in the news or something, but they're not going to tell you that they took a body out of that room or out of a room because that's bad for business. You know, they don't want to scare people away or make people feel like, oh, I don't want to stay there. There's been a lot of people taking their life there. So a a lot of times uh, a person would go to be somewhere away from their family or, you know, to not have someone have that memory in their home or so a lot of times they'll go into a hotel so that they're away from home so there's a lot of that high charged emotional energy or high charged uh trauma in some way plus there's people that pass in their sleep and not all of them are are stuck either you know it's um from what i have understood is that Sometimes an earthbound spirit can present as a whole being, but it's actually a fractal of the soul. So it might be the traumatized part of the soul. And so it's like it is lost. It's confused. And yet there's a whole other part of them that has transitioned. So it's it's so um, complex and not really this one size fits all. And that's why it's really important to not have like a, this is how it is and it can't be any other way. So you always want to learn and say, yeah, that feels right. And keep your mind open because from my experience, it's like I could understand something and know it's um, truth or know that it feels right. 
but then it's when I actually walk through the experiences. When something happens to me, I start to learn it in a deeper way. And maybe it was slightly different than the way I understood it before. So I just want to keep it really open. But these things are, are really, um, you know, so much deeper than I think that our human mind can understand it. But this particular soul um, was very adamant of, I, I missed my chance. I missed my chance. Yeah. And it didn't feel like he was there a whole long time. Like this wasn't, uh, I didn't even ask my brother what he looked like, like what um, era he looked from. I'll mm -hmm. have to ask him that because I just was, what I didn't see his face or anything. I just saw his outline behind him. Yeah. And it was very clear outline and it was facing in and out and in. So it wasn't like holding. It would just get oh, yeah. real strong and I could see his entire shape, height, everything. And then it would kind of go back into the distance and then phase back up again. It was just, it was fascinating. Oh yeah. my gosh. Oh, yeah, the other <laughs> night. Um, <laughs> it just makes me go, oh, who was with me the other night? So the other night, um, my husband was out of town. Everything always happens when he's out of town. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Why? And, um, it was like the same thing that was happening. I mean, the, that the whole uh, RV thing that was intense, but it was kind of mm -hmm. like that where I was like mm -hmm. hearing little things, little rattles, little pops mm -hmm. and buzzes. And, and I was just like, oh, why is this happening right now? You know, like it was just trying to get out of bed. Yeah. And, um, and then um, I was really hoping it wasn't a someone that needed to be crossed. So I just didn't – normally I'll take care of it, right? Like, oh, who's here? what's going on? Let me give you some light. You need to cross. And, but I was like, Nope, this is not happening. I'm going to bed. And then this, my dog woke up in the middle of the night and he was like barking at me. And so, and I tried, I gave, got him some water, I pet him, please go back to bed, give him some water. Still wasn't enough. And I was like, okay, maybe he needs to go outside. No, and it's like three in the morning. I don't want to go outside mm -hmm. at three in the morning. To like, mm -hmm. But I went outside. And he, he didn't really do anything when we went outside. So it was like, why was he barking at me? Somebody was there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, definitely. So, so do you feel like, what do you do? Do you, what did you do? Did you just like put out white light? Did you just talk to them? Did you like, how did you cross him? So, um, I use the same, pretty much the same thing that I normally would do, um, when Helena and I cross different spirits together. And <clears throat> what I did was I called upon Eric. Um, they showed me a white light, like a door, and they always show me what looks like a white circle. Um, that white circle came up. And so I just let him know. And he had actually indicated that he was looking for family. Wow. So I had said, you know, your family is there. You do have loved ones waiting for you. Um, Archangel Michael was present. Uh, Jesus was present. And um, he felt like he was being called upon. Like there was a connection, some kind of connection there. Because there was a, a very, even though he was presenting as a man, there was a very young feeling to him a very because I felt this like child like taking my child 
across. Mm -hmm. So all I did was I just uh, expressed the, you know, you're safe, you're okay. And there was no, um, like no resistance of him crossing. It was very quick. Yeah, it was very quick. So it was just providing a lot of love and um, whether you see something or not, because Eric's just saying too, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you, like if you're visualizing something, it's there, it's there and you have to trust that, right? So it's just allowing them the opportunity, calling in whatever guides are comfortable. Archangel Michael is one that I call upon for any type of crossing or anything else like that. But um, Eric just says it's providing them because the reason why, like, um, he's just saying some people might say, well, why can't they just call upon, like, why can't they call out to their guides and they come? And again, that's not a one size fits all answer because there's an experience that took place here too, right? There's an experience on my brother's portion, a learning experience. There's one here for myself. Um, for us together but also um, the way that it's explained to me is that it's it may have been he was guided to my brother and that's what it feels like like he was guided to go to that light Mm -hmm. and ask for help and so he was doing everything he could to get my brother's attention because he knew that by doing that, because there is a, uh, there's like a strength to those of us on earth as a conduit to be able to assist in this process. Otherwise, spirit would do it themselves. And I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do that's cross lots so of souls over. Yeah. That's what's so interesting is that they need us to somehow visualize light to cross them over like well there's a lot that we don't know as well because remember our soul um like we are a portion a small portion of our soul projected into this physical body Mm -hmm. so there's a whole like we exist right now in spirit we are in spirit focused in many different locations and you know i'll just say a little side note here is Earlier this morning, what was coming into my meditation was um, how we're already like we're multidimensional. And so in spirit, we can focus in so many different places. Right. So we already do that now. So because if you think about how we're having this conversation, yet our mind could be going to the past and thinking about something and then projects into it. So we already do that in a way. Right. So if you think about that expanded. So our soul can do that and really be a part of something and aware of everything all at once. So that part of us is also working with us. So we're working with our own self. And is that part of us? Do we bring many souls over already? Well, Eric says, yes. He says, many of us do. That we do help cross souls. And uh, he says, there's a lot of weird stuff that goes on that or that we might think is weird, you know, that goes on that would be very hard for us to understand because they are concepts that our human brain is not programmed to understand, mm-hmm. you know? So it is interesting. Like it kind of is a, it's like, why, why, why do you need, why do you need me? Like you're out of the body. And, and Eric just says, but they're also uh, in that state, 
they're out of the physical body. They're not crossed. They're moving through an astral plane. And so they're working with the material world, the physical world, with an awareness of there being something else, but not being able to access it. Yeah. So that's so interesting. And I, I imagine the light. So like, I think back to, I know I shared on, did I share that about, um, being a part of, I think I did being a part of my, um, grandmother-in-law's passing and, um, and like, I just, I came to, to have consciousness when I was being told, go, go, you need to go now. But I wanted to paint my toenails and yes. um, they were like, no, you don't have time. You need to go now. And yeah. so then I look forward and I see like all these people like gathered under what looks like construction lights. Like it's dark at night, yeah. but the light is that bright. And so yes. I, I know when you guys say like, oh, your light is bright. Your light is bright. That's how they find you. It's yes. like, it is true. Like when I was in that state, it's like, I knew right where to go. Cause there was that yeah. light there. Like there was no, it's like a moth to a flame. Like there was yes. nowhere else I would have felt safe going. There was nowhere else. Like you just, I just saw this humongous bright light and I was like, God, that's where I need to be. And I, mm-hmm. and I went there like, yes. it's so interesting. Yeah. The light. Yeah, it really is. There's, you know, um, I think it's just fascinating because there's so many stories that I've read and that people have had and people have shared with me and even my own experience. My daughter um, had an experience. uh, I think she was 12 at the time, my oldest daughter. And there was a soul that she was having nightmares. And um, she came to me after the third night she had this nightmare and it was this scary looking spidery thing and it had a really awful looking face and it was terrifying her and but yet she said that I didn't feel like I was in danger but she says I just feel like there's a presence like something so we both did a meditation and at the time um there was also um she was she was seeing a soul like so after I would do Eric's hour of enlightenment sometimes she because she's clairvoyant so she'll see things just not not she's not looking for it just something will pop up and she'll see it so she saw this boy standing here one night this is around the same time and he looked like he was from the early 1900s just a young boy little suspenders and a hat and he was in that sepia looking color just standing in front of my desk and my daughter thought that it was marcus so like she just on first glance she was like why is marcus down here right now you know and clearly it wasn't marcus and he just went away like that in front of her and she was like oh boy so she had these dreams well what we ended up finding out with eric's help was that this boy was looking to be crossed he was looking for help and he was coming to maya he felt safe coming to maya but he was trying to get her to tell me because if he was just showing up as a boy or showing up as a young boy for Maya, she wouldn't have really thought too much about it in the dream. So he showed up in a way that would get her attention because as we started to communicate, she started to get the visual of this face coming in. And it was very similar to the one that she had seen. So in that case, we both together crossed him over. And I had a lot of questions because I'm like, okay, this is a young boy. 
like this is a young boy like how did that happen what if like um so we got some history uh we were able to get some information of where he was and kind of in the geographical location of where he was from but in that particular period um that was a fractal of the soul and it was a traumatic passing it was through fire and that was actually one of the first experiences I had with picking up on fire because the bottom of my legs from my ankle up halfway up my thigh started to burn. And wow. I'd never felt that before. So that was yeah. the first time. And that following week, I had had um, clients come in and sure enough, like two of them had passed in a fire and I knew exactly what the burning was through that experience. I could feel it in my body. So there's so many intricate, like you can see how that experience then leads to assisting us in something else. Like everything has this purpose to it. But a lot of those things, you know, um, yes, I understand earthbound spirits and I would understand kind of the things that I had learned through channeling and everything. But when you actually experience it, you know, it's, it, it's a whole, it's very emotional, I find a lot because that mm -hmm. one with that boy was very emotional in crossing him but all the dreams went away everything stopped it was all done after that but that's crazy wow. that is <laughs> so crazy yeah i could just talk for hours about earthbound spirits because they just are so fascinating to me yeah it's just yeah it's unbelievable. And I'm sure lots of people have had experience, like write your experiences down, share with us. If you guys have had an experience, share it with us. Yeah. And that would be great to have a conversation just to mm -hmm. answer some questions and kind of get into mm -hmm. some of that. So I love hearing people's experiences. I just love Thank it. You. I get so excited I when someone's like, can I share this with you? I'm like, please, could you? I'd love it. <laughs> yeah. Same here. I love it too. It's, I, I just find each encounter so fascinating. By it is fascinating. How different yet similar they are. Yeah. Um, yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Very unique. And this path is definitely every day, every day in our life. Um, no matter what part of the journey we're focused in, there's always something fascinating that we can mm -hmm. tap into and feel and learn. It just never gets old. Yeah. Okay. So I have a question. Sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm getting us so off topic. Um, so I w was having lots of earthbound activity, right? Mm -hmm. And then I uh, was told like, hey, you should probably like, you know, cut that out because you need to like focus on what your um We'll just simplify because I was kind of getting inundated, right, with mm -hmm, it. And mm -hmm. so, like, like, hey, you need to make sure that when you're doing mediumship, you're doing it at an assigned place. And if mm -hmm. any spirits want to contact you, that they need to be doing it when you're in meditation and not mm -hmm. like when you're trying to go to bed and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I kind of agree with that. Although mm -hmm. sometimes, like, right before bed is the only time I can meditate. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But um. But anyways, and so they were like, you know, you need to tell them to cut it out. So then I kind of went with this whole, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to cross anybody before bed anymore. Like, we're, this is like sacred, like family come in, say hi, but like people yeah. that need help stay out. Yeah. But then just that other night, like I had all that incidents happen and I, that's why I kind of ignored it. Cause I was like, no, 
you're not here. I'm not crossing people at night anymore. So you need to go away. Mm -hmm. And then they never went away. So Mm -hmm. is that a good thing to do? Like, should I just continue on with it? Or should I keep the space sacred? Or should I, or not sacred, but like. Well, and those, those are your, they are your, they're your boundaries, right? So just like you, you would have boundaries with the living, like was, you know, allowing certain people in. So would you have guests come into your house or would you have clients or anybody come into your house right before you went to bed? You know, because that's your time to wind down. And if it's family coming to visit, that's your boundary. And because we do this work, we have to be careful with that line of, um, just like with spirits, there's lots of spirits that, or earthbounds that need help, but there's many of us all over the world. And it's not not willing to help, but it's creating the boundaries to make sure that you are uh, rested, taken care of, uh, able to have time with your family. Because there are people that, uh, like some people I know, I think Michael, when we talked to Michael and he said they don't, he doesn't have any problem with it outside of his readings. Like they don't come to him. It's just when he sits down for his readings, but it's not like that for everybody. And we're all different, right? Yeah. So this is, uh, I think, important that you do have those boundaries in place that you're able to say, you know, um, mm, that you're able to say that uh, these are my open hours. These are when I'm going to do my readings. But when some slip through, and what's just coming to me as I'm saying this, when some slip through, is there a reason for that? Is there a reason why they're slipping through, right? Because I always say to my guides, you know, um, I don't want to be inundated. Um, I used to not be able to go to funeral homes or anything because I could not handle what would happen to me afterwards. I would, for one, get so emotional in the funeral home. It would just be hard. Uh, It was almost embarrassing how emotional I would get. It wouldn't matter who I was going there for. It was just very uh, unstable. (laughs) (laughs) is what it would look like it was hard um and and then afterwards it was like i needed to recover for days because i was so drained so i had to really work with boundaries with energy and all of that sort of thing but um but i've always said to my guides if there is a reason if there is something that is very important if there's something that i really need to be part of that um needs to go past that boundary i trust that my guides understand that and will help me or will notify me, will allow them through, right? So what I'm feeling about what you're saying is that in particular is there's a reason why they were there, yeah. right? Now, if you tell them to go away and you just say, no, nope, not right now, and or if you say, can you come back in the morning, they should. You know, I've not had an experience where I've ever said, not right now, that they didn't come back later. Because I usually say, you know, if you're here for this, can you come back in an hour? Can you come back when I'm sitting down? Because sometimes you have to do that. Because spirit, you got to remember too, spirit, uh, earthbound or crossed over spirits, there's a more knowledge that they have. But uh, spirits can be in different spaces of their own expansion. So they know more than 
what they did when they're in their physical life, but not all of them are, say, completely, you know, know everything type thing. Like, I don't know mm -hmm. if I'm getting this across in the right way, but um, they're not all, they're not all knowing, and even some guides, Eric's saying too, like their understanding of time, the experience of time okay. and everything is different than for us. So it's more like seeing the light and, and coming into the vibration, the energy, and it's the calmness that happens. So, yeah. you know, you're going to bed, things are calming down. So it's like, okay, she's calm. She's, yeah, she's ready to listen. Right, she's like not, exactly, because yeah. when we start to go to sleep and get into that meditation space, it's like, hello, mm -hmm. I'm open. So that's why we yeah. have to use the boundaries so that we've got those shields up to say, nope, not right now, I need to sleep. But if you need yeah. to come through, if it's an emergency, you know, let's see what's going on. And if it can wait till tomorrow, okay. we'll do it. Okay. That's yeah. what I'll do. They'll probably yeah. be like, no, it can't wait till tomorrow because you won't remember. So let's do it tonight. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, this is good. This is a good conversation. Yeah. yeah. Oh, seriously. I could go for hours. I know. There's so many stories. There's so many stories. Yeah. And, um, and I will just, I'm going to say this because I know that there's a couple of people watching that are thinking about um, wanting to have conversations with aliens. So I think we're going <gasps> yes. to have, yeah, I think we're going to yeah. have a visit. Um, I've asked Adrian and uh, Adrian is tall white that comes in once in a while into channeling Eric and he's, uh, he's very sweet and he has a, a very good connection with a lot of people. And that, okay. so um, at some point, Adrian's going to come and we'll do a, a session with Adrian, ask some questions and, and see, see what he has to share with everybody. But um, okay. yeah, so I think a lot of good things coming up. And um, uh, is there anything else or any other announcements that we have? Your class. Well, yes, the class. And I think there's two spaces left. Oh my goodness. Two spaces. So yes. Okay. Yes. So I'm excited. Yeah. So if you would like to nab up those two spaces, go right ahead. Um, and otherwise I, I'm so excited because it's a nice group of people on there. And I love, I love doing this when we were coming together and just working with the energy and, um, Eric is going to come in and help teach as well in this class too. So, yeah. Shout out to Eric for my reading uh, this week. Thank you, Eric. You were awesome. You did and that's the other thing. You guys, make sure that you're checking out Marin's website and you're checking her out and booking with her. Marin is amazing. She's very humble and doesn't let on how amazing she is, but she is amazing. So make sure that you're checking her out and booking a session with her because she's pretty awesome. Thanks, Michelle. You're welcome. Well, <laughs> all right. I think that's it. That's it for today. It's another wonderful Monday night. Although we are filming this the day before, so it's another it's another wonderful Monday. And I hope you guys have a fantastic week. Thanks for hanging out with us once again. Tell us your stories. With uh, did you see a spirit? Did you have a communication? Have you ever had someone pop up at you at nighttime? When you're sleeping, tell us about that because we're really curious. We'd like to know. 
So on that note, guys, have a wonderful week. We love you all. And bye, Marin. Talk to you soon. All right. Have a wonderful week, everyone. Stay spiritual and have fun. All right. Bye, guys.